Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode three of Transformers Armada. It is base. This episode was written by Rio Motohira. And last time on Transformers Armada, Alexis got a minicon, and Carlos got a minicon, and even Megatron got a minicon. And in this episode, Megatron opens fire on children. <laughs> yes, and Optimus shields them and tells them to run for it. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, I almost called him Jack. Red says in <laughs> his Jack. Because he's kind of doing that last time when he talks about things that didn't actually happen last time but rather than drive off on their new minicons they all just run yeah now so i kind of like this that he's he's not even narrating what happened he's kind of narrating what's happening between the end of last episode and the beginning of this one because then we go to the title bumper I kind of like that they just at least take the moment now at the beginning to skip over what could be five minutes of everybody standing around going, oh, (laughs) and just say, here's what happened. And when we come back after our two second opening, Starscream (laughs) and Cyclonus, the strafe Optimus in their vehicle modes and Optimus goes down and Megatron's like, oh, here's your chance to surrender. And Optimus is basically like, what, get out of show business? Not today, (laughs) Megatron. (laughs) But the Autobots do take a lot of fire and don't throw anything back. No. It's like, did they not have guns? Like, I don't know. Well, Leader One, or uh, not Leader One, Megatron has a gun called Leader One, who he introduces. And then Leader One, I guess, transforms. Does he transform into Megatron's arm cannon? I have it down. He transforms into a little tank thing and lands on Megatron's back. And now when Megatron fires his gun, it is so fucking powerful. It blows Megatron back. And he's like carving grooves in the ground. Mm. But Leader One transforms into this tank thing, attaches to Megatron's back, and then he's on, it looks like he's on Megatron's hip when he fires, and then when Megatron's talking after that, it looks like he's on his arm, so I'm confused. (laughs) But yeah, Optimus dodges, and Megatron laughs for half an hour, and Alexis puts it together, exactly what Rad pulled out of his ass last time, that they're fighting for control of these minicons. And what's more important is that we get a landslide, and Hotshot (laughs) calls it a landslide. (laughs) And the Autobots run to cover them, but they the Autobots get buried, but the kids are just fine. They stand back up, and Alexis sees things glowing in the distance inside a cave that I guess Megatron opened up when he was sliding back. Sure, why not? Uh, so, oh, this was actually kind of cool. Optimus grabs Starscream by the face, uh, which, which is very Bayverse of him, and yes. throws him into Demolisher. <laughs> With one arm. Kicking a lot of ass. <laughs> And then goes back to uh, Megatron, and they hold hands again. So we have a legitimate no Decepticon besides Megatron can put a fucking dent in him Optimus again, do we? Yeah. Oh, I think that's overdue that we had that. It's been but, a while, yeah. But uh, they start grappling. And back with the Autobots and the kids, the Red Alert grabs one of these glowing things, and now he and Hotshot have minicons. Yeah, they're just there. For, for these things having been lost to time, there's sure are a lot lying around. How has nobody found one before? Whatever. Um, the, yeah, so they get their minicons, and they power up, and they kind of like, you know, some of their moving parts get bigger, and it almost looks like Hotshot gets a shoulder cannon. And they attack the Decepticons with their new things, but Megatron just teleports away, and so do Demolisher and Starscream, but... Cyclonus sticks around and flies to the cave. The cave flies to the cave. The kids are in. Like before, it looked like it was down in the ground. Now it looks like it's up on a hill. And he just reaches in and yoinks the last minicon tablet thing and teleports away. Yeah, continuity is not this series' strong suit. I feel 
nor his pacing. But yeah, he gets away and arrives in the moon and gives the Minicon to Megatron right away. Of course he would. And then we go back to Earth and we're in this like spaceship area now. Yeah. The the whatever. It looks like a hangar more than a spaceship, whatever. Uh, Optimus basically explains to the kids that Megatron wants to kill you and I don't know why. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's because you have the Minicons. But uh, it's flashback to two episodes ago and Rad explains how he accidentally brought the Minicons out of stasis and he didn't mean to start a war and Optimus is like, it's fine, man. It was going to happen eventually. Someone was going to find it. Might as well be you. Might as well be now. Now, you could have said that, Paul, or you could have said that Rad and Optimus exposit a bunch of stuff we already knew for one minute and 48 seconds. Yes, I timed it. <laughs> um, and then they, they, they all make their introductions and the kids offer to help the fight to help fight the Decepticons. And Optimus is, has this whole, you know, it's our war, not yours. I don't want you to get hurt. I'm Optimus Prime. Um, and, and then we get even more exposition about mm-hmm. what the Minicons are and the Transformers fighting over them, which was explained to us in the very first minute of this show. <laughs> and notice how Optimus calls them Minicons. And my NNA-cons. And the Autobots treat This is Cybertron all over again. Yeah, I have that too. But yeah, the Autobots treat their Minicons as equals, but the Decepticons treat them like slaves. And, and now it's important, yes, the Decepticons do treat them like slaves, but the Autobots do not. They only treat them as indentured weapons who are in <laughs> lines of service until the war ends, and then they can go back to their manufacturing jobs. Yes, but they're not slaves. They're not <laughs> slaves. Anyway, then then Alexis uh, insists that, oh, hey, we can help the Autobots because of this and that, and we found the uh, Minicons, and only Rad can understand them. Apparently, he can again. Yes. And then this was... Do you remember in the first episode when I, I went on about how just the translation poses... It's not done well, I feel. Yeah. This was a prime example of it where Rad and uh, Carlos are like, hey, you know, we can't actually understand them and we probably don't want to help and we're kind of wimpy. Maybe we shouldn't. And Alexis loses her shit. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we were just joking about joking about that. Like. yeah, yeah what, where was the joke? It doesn't work. Like, I, I feel like there's probably in the Japanese version, there's wordplay or there's something. Exactly. That, there, yeah. There's something that just does not translate. Yeah. Uh, but and then it was weird because as she's ranting, their fists come into screen. I was like, OK, what is is this bot all BOT all over again? Yes. Uh, but they're like, no, fist bump. So they all fist bump. Hey, we're buddies. And then Hot Shot's like, I really like that. What was it? What are you humans doing? <laughs> yeah. Because you're throwing punches at each other and you find it humorous so that they want to try it. So Optimus lays one on him and, oh, he could get to like this Earth custom. And they just keep fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not giving fist bumps. They're punching each other in the fist repeatedly. That's not how that one works, guys. Commercial break. When we come back, it's gym class and their teacher, I guess, is Mr. McDonald because all they ever do is play fucking basketball. And afterwards, <laughs> the boys change room in the boys change room. Billy... Because they're playing against a Vaughn's and Fred. It's like those two versus the other three. Yeah, like, that was it was three on two. And then at the end, when Rad and his team wins, he's like, yeah, hey, we won another one. Well, no shit, you outnumber them. <laughs> but uh, you know what, Paul? I'm going to say, gym class, you did. You played a lot of basketball. That's lucky. We had to do, did you guys do the pegboard? You know, where you would have pegs and it's like you have to stick a peg. It's okay. So there's this giant board on the wall with all these holes sized for the pegs and you have a peg in each hand and you have to put a peg in a hole and pull yourself up and then put a peg in a higher hole and keep just climb up and see how high you can climb on a peg board. <laughs> and when you're like a 14 year old kid in high school, that shit sucks. So I would love to play basketball. Uh, but yeah, that's all we ever did. We never had to climb a rope. Did you have to climb the rope? No, they were there, but you didn't have to do it. Yeah. I feel that the ropes were like a 1960s and 70s thing but they they were definitely still there <laughs> 
Yeah, we we had the we had the big hooks in the ceiling for the rope, but the ropes were gone. But we still had the pegboard, and then we had like a bunch of climbing. There was all these like physical tests. You got to be strong. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Fuck gym class. I never liked it. But yeah, afterwards in the boys' change room, uh, Vaughn's asked them, "What were you guys doing when the earthquake hit yesterday?" And these two just play dumb, like, uh, About what earthquake? earthquake? We don't know. <laughs> About a fucking Vons earthquake. Like, Man, we followed you to the cave where the earthquake happened. We know you were there. And everybody across the city felt it. Yes. Like how, he's like, oh, we must have fallen asleep or something. Yeah, but you're right. They followed them. But then it was a fucking earthquake. They measure these things, guys. You, yes. you should have just said, yeah, wasn't that weird? The end. Well, yeah, and Alexis even comes into the, the girls' room and tells them there was no earthquake or else it had been on the radio, and the research station probably just had computer glitches. I'm like, what? Yeah, e- even though Fred says, my dad works at the research station, yes. which means his, him and uh, Rad's parents must work together. He's like, and they they got something. She's like, ah, they probably didn't. Oh, okay, well, let's listen to Alexis. <laughs> well, they get outside, and uh, Vons and Fred see Highwire in bike mode, and they do that anime thing where two characters recite an entire line of dialogue at the same time, and it's like, oh, man, would you check out that sweet ride? Like, <laughs> both yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah, they go the bike, and uh, oh, and then Carlos skateboard, and Carlos says, ah, oh, it's just my dad it's from the 80s you know when they built skateboards with jet boosters on them see i guess his dad was marty mcfly (laughs) (laughs) even no even marty mcfly he only got the hoverboard in the future and the hoverboards they can't go over water unless you have power (laughs) yeah and vons thinks they're up to something and he's gonna find out what but then he and fred start arguing and Alexis just stops in the middle mid stride and she's like, I'm totally surrounded by weirdos and then stands there for five seconds and then Yeah. The patience. Oh. oh, but but Vaunce seems to have some kind of obsession with Alexis because Fred's like, Oh, what's this got to do with Alexis? Well, it's got everything to do with Alexis. Like he's <laughs> I'm guessing he has a crush on her and doesn't like that she likes Rad or thinks yeah. she likes Rad, whatever. We go back to Starscream and Demolisher on the moon, who start to fight over Megatron's love basically they want to be second command and i really like this that megatron came in and was like stop it and get your shit together yep i don't care who started it i'll finish it (laughs) but it is uh, a really great fight i'll say that oh yeah like at the end of it where demolisher has him down and then starscream i think he uses one of his wings that transforms into a sword and he puts that to demolisher's neck that was fucking cool yeah there was a lot of throws and yeah it ended really well um and then megatron's on his throne and he kind of gives a speech about how we all have to have our mini cons yeah so we can match the autobots and cyclonus has one now like but didn't he give that one to Megatron? But well, like maybe Megatron. Megatron's letting him use it, I guess. But, uh, but Megatron activates what I thought was the plate that that Minicon came from, and a new Minicon comes out, and Megatron gives that one to Demolisher, and Starscream's homework is to go get a Minicon. Yeah, he's the only Decepticon without a Minicon now. Loser. Uh, so Vaughn's and Fred finally they get back to the cave, but it's gone i'm guessing the autobots hit it somehow but yeah like we needed a shot where optimus says teletran one our computer because that i think that comes in by the end of this episode uh can create holograms or holograms and uh people and we just need to see sparkles and then a hologram appears and it's a cave wall and boom done yeah but yeah vaunts and fred return and the cave is gone Entrance is gone, and so is the giant, making quote signs here, footprint. Yep, and uh, back down underground, these other kids think, this place is just awesome, like they're still going on about how awesome it is, and then Optimus tells them it's time he showed them something, and a tiny bird robot flies from Red Alert's fingertip down to Alexis, and she grabs it in her hands, and Optimus calls it Laserbeak, and I said, no, he fucking isn't. (laughs) 
Yeah, he, oh, oh. You know what, Paul? It's just, it's a stupid laser beak. Don't answer it. Just ignore him. Um, yeah, so the kids, oh god, uh, the kids, they think Laserbeak is cool, and I think it transforms into what looks like a handy cam, like the old, the Sony handy cams. Yeah, and it's Laserbeak's job to keep an eye on them and keep them safe. The fucking doorbell. He's not and, going uh, away. But this does mean you're on the team, Optimus says. Yeah, and then alert goes off, and uh, Highwire explains, oh, there's more minicons, so they, uh, they, they all run to the, um... I'm assuming it's Teletran 1. They don't say it, but it's a big computer in an Autobot spaceship. Yeah, and they look at it for five minutes straight. Laserbeak? Really? They, they couldn't have thought of anything else to call them? Like, uh, Animated came later, I know, but we watched it before this. And what they did to Soundwave, and that was bad, but it was more or less Soundwave. At the very least, he was still a Decepticon. And then in Prime, which we watched before Animated, even though it came after, Wheeljack was Sideswipe in Wheeljack's colors, and Smokescreen was Mirage. But at least they were still Autobots. But now Laserbeak is an Autobot? Like, is nothing sacred? The switch sides or something? And they called a blue Autobot Red Alert. And they even showed G1 Red Alert twice in flashbacks. What's that character's name? Trax? We need a name for this blue character. Red Alert! Perkins, that's genius. What, they couldn't think of anything else? Like Blue Streak? Well, then again, I guess Blue Streak was silver. All right, guys, what should we call the Autobot Medic? Ratchet? First Aid? Predicate! All right, now what about this group of robot dinosaurs? The Stunticons! And they're all blue! I love it, I love it. But if they're all blue, then shouldn't we call them red something? Or, or green? Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers Podcast Show. The episode was baseball. Mm. What did you think of base? Uh, I think the one before it was a little better, but uh, it's it's not bad. We're, we're fleshing out the characters, I guess. Yeah, we are. I, everybody I, is. I like that th there were some good fights in this, and I, I feel that at the end of this episode, it's established, like, we've clearly set up the ongoing battle. We're all looking for Minicons, and they're all activating around the Earth. I get that. Mm. But there was, uh, even for this show, there was an unnecessary amount of exposition. Oh, yeah. And, and standing around and... Yeah, yeah, a lot of, oh, oh, a lot of that. Less yelling, though. Yeah, yeah, a lot less yelling. That was, I, there hasn't been as much yelling as there one was from the, the first episode. Uh, but the next episode Paul and I are going to watch is Comrade. If you want to see a couple dirty commies, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at, I'm not a commie. I'm, I, I, I'm a socialist. Uh, but I'm at John Sobey and Paul is at P. McPherson 1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends tell your comrades, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming! I'm totally surrounded by weirdos.